Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Today is March the 25th. Beware the Ides of March, he said. I'm on my spring break. I'm in the middle of vacation, and I am absolutely loving it. Staying up late. I've mentioned this before in the Bobcast. It's my time of the day. I love it. I do love my job during the day, but guess what? The nighttime is where it's at chat game strong so basically i've been doing a lot of writing this week some bobcasting catching up in movies i haven't seen this year i saw interstellar i saw still alice tonight i'm gonna watch exists which is a bigfoot movie done by the blair witch directors i also have horrible bosses too i also have what do i got um oh yeah the imitation game which i'm really looking forward to yeah I, i don't have really a chance to to catch any flicks during the regular work schedule, but this week it's all about the B.O.B. with the chat game strong. Someone asked me the other day, what do I miss the most about being a kid? And you know what I miss the most? The fact that we grew up outside. We played games outside. We played capture the flag, hide and go seek, guns, whatever, running around the woods, playing lightning bug baseball bat. Today's generation, there's no kids outside. Even the kids that live across the street from me, I never see them outside. They're always inside. I can't tell you how grateful I am to be the last person, excuse me, not the last person, the last generation to be able to go outside and just explore. Everything can be explored now through your smartphone. You can hit the button, ask Siri. You can explore the whole world. The whole thing can be just... Recorded and there's transparency throughout the world. Kids don't know what it's like to have a good time. Somebody also asked me, um, what do I miss the most about being a teenager? I guess, I don't know, the sense of just being free, the sense of being alive. And uh, the first memory came to mind was uh, the first time I got arrested, actually. The first time I got... um, excuse me, fined for disorderly conduct. I was busted at a, I guess it was a graduation party in 1998. I won't name his name here, but some of you Bobcast listeners might have been at this party. The police came in, there was nowhere to run, and um, I had no choice. I had to turn myself in. I agreed, told the cop, yes, I was drinking, and they said we get disorderly conduct, but lo and behold, when I was 19 years old, I lost my license for underage drinking for three months. My friend Rick used to drive me to Starbucks every morning at 4 a.m. for the early shift. And, you know, I I was just, uh, man, I said to myself that I think it was one of those mornings on the way to Starbucks. I was just like, you know, the next time I'm in a situation like that, I'm just going to run. Lo and behold, I guess it was probably six, seven months later. It's the night before my family goes on a cruise to the Caribbean. And I'm at this party. A party of a, a good friend of mine who had passed away a couple years ago, so rest in peace. So we're in the house, someone goes outside, they let off some fireworks, and I hear, I, I just know it's the moment, I'm like, the cops are going to be here, like they're on their way. Next thing you know, somebody walks into the front door, they say, you know, the cops are here, everyone, you know, get in, get into the basement, and I wasn't having that at all. Tom Montemayor and I found ourselves in the garage. The only light in the garage on 
was the green door, yeah, excuse me, the green, green garage door opener light by the, the door. So we're crouched down in the garage, right? And uh, we're basically just trying to get out of there, you know? And um, we're trying to be real coy, crawling on the ground like Spider-Man. Next thing you know, a flashlight peers into the room. And we hear the cops, we know you're in there, you dumbasses. We know you're in there. Tom goes back inside. I think that I haven't been spotted yet, so I basically keep crawling on the floor like Spider-Man, and then he says, I see you too, dumbass. So I get up, and I, I guess I'm going back inside, but I don't know why I did this. Maybe it was the instinct I told myself that morning at Starbucks. I said to myself, it's not over yet. I hit the green garage door button. The garage door slowly goes up. I slowly start to walk outside. There's no cops. I'm like, oh my God, I made it. I take one foot, step outside into the grass, boom, flashlights in my face. Who are you? Who are you? What are you doing here? Down your knees. I got down on my knees, had my hands up. They asked me who I was. I said, my name's Bob. I'm just here for a party. They said, do you own the house? I said, no, I don't own the house, but I do believe the people that own the house are in through the front door. Next thing you know, the flashlight disappears. I'm like, oh my God. I get up. I start running. I run so fast that my hips are like three feet in front of my face. I'm moving. And I swear to God, I hear people behind me and I just don't stop. I don't stop. I'm thinking about the cruise tomorrow. I'm thinking about how disappointed my parents would be if I got a second underage drinking. And I ran and I felt so fucking alive. I made it probably about a block and a half away from the house where I crashed into some bush. There was a TV on inside the house. I remember that too. People might have been watching television. So I called Drew, Drew Reed, here on the Bobcast. And I call him up. I'm like, Drew, you have to come pick me up. And I'm breathing all hard. I've been throwing up from the adrenaline and all the beers I drank in the bush. Thank God I had a cell phone. This was the beginning of cell phones in 1999 too. So... Whereas I say that I was happy to play outside, I'm also happy for this moment of technology here on the Bobcast. So I'm like, Drew, I don't know where I'm at, but I can describe to you what I'm looking at. And I say, I see, you know, a street light, and there's definitely a sidewalk and, and a mailbox. That's all I can see at this point. And I'm spinning. I'm so drunk. Oh, my God, it was a mess. So, like... Next thing you know, Drew's black Pulsar, Nissan Pulsar, i never forget it because it sounded like a robot moving when I drove up the hills, pulls up. He doesn't beep the horn, nothing. I run out of the bush. I jump into the car. As we're pulling off, we see a cop car come up our way. I'd gotten away. And I'd felt alive. I got a bone up here. I don't want you monkey mouth motherfucker sitting in my throne again. I'm mad, but I ain't stressing. True friends, one question. Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. Kunta, black man taking no losses. Oh, yeah. Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. When you got the yams, what's the yams? The yeah, Mr. Power, that B. You can smell it when I'm walking down the street. Oh, yes, we can. Oh, yes, we can. I can dig rapping. 
But a rapper with a ghost rider What the fuck happened? Oh no I swore I wouldn't tell But most of y'all sharing bars Like you got to buy the bunk in a two-man sale Something's in the water Something's in the water And if I got a brown nose for some gold Then I'd rather be a bum than a motherfucking bum Oh yeah Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run the game, got the whole world talking King Coulter, everybody wanna cut the legs off King Coulter, black man taking no losses Oh yeah Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run the game, got the whole world talking King Coulter, everybody wanna cut the legs off King Coulter, you got the yams What's the yams? The yam brought it out of Richard Pryor I was gonna kill a couple rappers, but they did it to themselves Everybody's suicidal, they didn't even need my help This shit is elementary, I'd probably go to jail If I shoot at your identity and bounce to the left Stuck a flag in my city, everybody's screaming Compton I should probably run from here when I'm done To be honest, and I put that on my mama and my baby boo too 20 million walking out the court, baby, woo woo Oh yeah, fuck the judge, I made it past 25 And now I was a little nappy-headed nigga with the world behind him Life ain't shit but a fat vagina Screaming, Annie, are you okay? By the time you hear the next pop, the funk shall be within you. Now I run the game, got the whole world talking. King Coulter, everybody wanna cut the legs off. King Coulter, black man taking no losses. Oh yeah, bitch, where you and I was walking. Now I run the game, got the whole world talking. King Coulter, everybody wanna cut the legs off. Misusing your influence. Yeah, that was Kendrick Lamar. One of the dopest tracks I've heard in a while. That beat just makes you want to dance. Speaking of dancing, let's talk about real quick one of my favorite shows, The Walking Dead. Are you people watching this? I'm not doing the pop culture dial anymore because it didn't get a lot of hits. But just for a moment, let's let's talk about Rick Grimes. Carl. Rick Grimes is one of the best television characters I have ever seen. His performance in the last season has made me a true fan of Andrew Lincoln. I hope that guy continues to have a really great career. You know, better yet, just stay on The Walking Dead, man. Don't die. Just stay on that show for like 25 years. It'd be like, like you know, the best new Law and Order, The Walking Dead. Our generation's Law and Order. You heard it here in the Bobcast. Do you know what I'm saying? No regrets. 
That's right. I watched Where the Millers today on my day off. <laughs> Where the Millers, man. What a movie. I just love that kid, man. Scotty P. You know what I'm saying? No regrets. I mean, like, why does Scotty P. not have his own TV show? You know what I'm saying? Like, that would just be ideal. The Scotty P. half-hour comedy show. All he does is ride around on his bike, talk to people. You want to see the Cobra? But anyway, we should move on with this Bobcast. I imagine at any moment, tonight's guest, Hawk, will be giving me a call here on my portable cellular device. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Oh, there he is. Let's uh, check in with Hawk. Hawk, welcome back to the Bobcast. Hey, hey, hey there, Bobcast land. How you feeling this evening? <laughs> I wanted to do like the worst intro ever. I hope I accomplished that. No, you, you did a good job. So, <laughs> My longtime fans will remember Bobcast land from way back when. That is true. Um, you just got a pizza out of the oven. What kind of pizza did you buy? I already knew you were going to ask me that, and I forgot what the answer was already on the way back from getting it. Uh, I think it was, um, I got a Tombstone and another one in like a black box. Oh, Red Baron. Yeah, it's like mid-range, mid to low-level frozen pizza status. You know, you got your bargain basement, Elio's, Tombstone, and then like that's like the next step up, Red Baron. Let me ask you a question. Do you take the do you take the pizza out of the oven and eat it right away, or do you let it sit on the oven rack for a little bit and you know let it cool off? That's an excellent question, man. Uh, right now, I'm letting it cool. You, you should know, because you can burn it. yourself. You know. <laughs> yeah, it can ruin it at times. You definitely are taking a big risk about burning the roof of your mouth. That's for sure. That yeah, that's the worst when that happens. But you know what? I just figured something out here on the podcast. Do you know when you uh, bite into a piece of pizza and, like, you bite off the cheese with the bite and you take all the layer of cheese off the top? Oh, yeah, that's the worst, dude. There's almost as bad. Usually when that happens, you also burn the roof of your mouth at the same time. But the thing is, there's no name for that. There should be a name for that action when the cheese slides <laughs> oh, yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, man, let's invent some slang here tonight on the Bobcast. All right, uh -oh. what do you got for me? A slider? Uh... Wait a minute. Uh, the cheese slides off the crust and you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's like a pizza ruiner type of thing. Like, uh, hold on, I'm just going to try to jump at it. Like, just what, off the top, what I would call it. Hold on. Cheese loss? Cheese That's loss? The I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I got, man, is cheese loss. All right, we'll go with cheese loss. When cheese loss happens, I mean, I want you to think yeah. about this Bobcast. When you slide that, and you just ruin your whole slice. It's all done. Yeah, yeah, slice ruiner. That could be another one. For all those people listening in New York City, when you buy that one slice and you're on the run, walking in the streets, and you cheese loss yourself <laughs> on the corner of 34th Street. You don't have time to properly size up your slice of pizza that you're going into, man. Another common rookie mistake is like folding the piece of pizza in half, but then forgetting that the grease is going to drop out the back of it and gets on your pants. Oh, yeah. And the pants are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just annoying. Yeah, that's the worst when that happens. See, that's just the thing. Pizza is a dangerous food. <laughs> it is, man. It's got some real dangers to it that the public needs to be aware of. Cheese laws. So other than, uh, you know, cheese laws in your pizza up there in Rhode Island, you've been putting together uh, Devil's Foot Records. Tell the yeah, Bobcast listeners uh, all about that. Well, that idea 
it started because uh, a couple of years ago, I was just kind of like down and out, uh, bumping around the town. You know, like I felt like I had a lot of skill on the boards, you know, production-wise. I knew things that um, I feel like a lot of producers didn't know about or utilize, you know, like some of these more expensive plugins. Um, I mean, most people can't even get them unless they have a good enough knowledge of computers to be able to crack the software. Because uh, if you don't do that, it's going to end up costing you like thousands of dollars, basically. So I had been using all of that shit. Of course, when I got the first, you know, batch of them, like my eyes lit up like a kid in a candy store. You know, like the first time I started fucking with that, that was like, uh, like 07 maybe, you know, I started with that stuff. You know, I've been using a DAW for uh, like three years prior, but I didn't start using the plugins until, you know, three years into just the, you know, the DAW, like uh, Sony Acid or Studio One or whatever. Um, it's like a whole nother layer to it that's like, emulating hardware they used to have in like the Beatles studio, Van Halen studio, everybody's shit, you know, going way back. And it's like, most people would have no idea, man. But end result, uh, you're basically getting the kind of sound that's like, you know, if you snap the picture of your girlfriend with a Polaroid versus that same picture that's, you know, given to a, a magazine and photoshopped and like, you know, they light it up or just right and got teams of people working on it to make it look know flawless for the final production that's basically the kind of shit that goes on behind the scenes in major labels and you know most people don't even get a second thought about it they just figure oh that sounds good that artist is good you know they don't they don't think twice it's like yeah and that girl in that magazine covers hot as shit but you know there's girls around here just as hot as her probably that you could walk by on the street and not notice you know it's true um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, like basically I was doing all that stuff and I felt like I had this knowledge that kind of, you know, needed to be shared. And there was this band that was kind of lurking around the area, um, that had really good songwriting and I liked their style a lot. It was like a punk band. Um, and there was two of them. There's like this one older guy, you know, he's kind of just like ate shit his whole life. He's trying to be a musician, but obviously struggling. He was like living in his mom's basement, just like I was at the time, uh, you know? And um, I just, he's such a great guy too. You know, like I just, I heard this, I was like, what's the name of your band? And he was like, Last Local Heroes. And I just thought to myself like, wow, that's an awesome name. I'm actually gonna look that up, you know? Mm -hmm. Most things like that, if someone random you meet at a bar or something tells you, oh, hey, listen to my music, you're like, okay, whatever, it's probably going to suck. You know, I mean, me and you know, it's just how it is. And, like, you get, you, most people will send you things, but not everybody is going to be a young, you know, Billy Joe from Green Day or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. So it was just one of those type of deals, and I felt like, you know, it could be really good if I had the right production. Same time, I had never produced a rock album before. I was always strictly hip hop. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to give it a shot, you know, record the whole thing, produce the whole thing, mix, master, um, and see how it went, you know? And it was definitely a learning process that whole last year. Um, working on this album, we got like six finished songs right now. I think two more that are almost finished, so the album's pretty much done. Um, it was supposed to be an EP, but they snuck a couple in on me at the end. Yes, how many uh, uh, songs did you get total? I think it's either going to be seven or eight. Nice. So, 
they kept kind of tacking stuff on. So now it's just whatever. It's just <laughs> it's just that album. So um, you know what I, I think I, we should do? I think we, I think we should take a, a listen to a, a track from the last local heroes. Why don't you pick it here on the Bobcast? <laughs> yeah, definitely, dude. Uh, light up. Um, are you on the Devil's Foot page? You don't even have to. We're in the digital realm where I am a future version of myself and the editing version of myself is saying, Bob, oh, as hot right. to that, pick that's it. That's that whisper that Mickey kept trying to scream at me last time I was on here. What was he saying? And he's like, dude, he doesn't understand there's a delay and all that crap. Yeah, but technically the word isn't delay. I mean, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, watch... See, that's, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I've, uh, I'm new to the... Uh, Podcasting. I watched uh, Interstellar last night, so I'm thinking like both past, present, and future right now. Uh, I've never seen it. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a two hour and forty nine minute trip to basically nowhere. But I definitely I, I couldn't sleep right last night. But let's right. go. Ba- well, let's go that, back in that's time. A good movie for that kind of night. Yeah, you should watch it if you're staying up late tonight. It's it's an all right flick. I mean, the the, yeah. the fact of the matter is that the guy directed the billion dollar grossing Batman franchise, The Dark Knight, and then they gave oh. him like a hundred million dollars to do this. But I don't think this movie ever been made by like you know somebody who's doing like a thirty million dollar you know script. Yeah, he was just kind of like having fun with it, like a kid in a candy store a little bit. Kind of like Inception. It's Inception, but like it's with uh, outer space. So Those movies never get made anymore. They're so hard to get made. That's right. I mean, it's impossible to get anything off the ground. Yeah, but, but when um, it does, it's like a Matrix type of deal, you know? You know, the biggest disappointment of my life is the fact that Matrix 2 and 3 just didn't live up at all. Dude, 2 had some of the best action scenes I've ever seen in my life, all right? The, the 2 had that center action scene. It might even lead all the way up to the ending. I'm not sure, but... Whether on the highway, on motorcycles, dude, that was fucking insane. That was one of the best, I still think that's one of the best scenes, like, uh, maybe in a movie ever. But you're right, like, the plot got weird, man. There was just too much weird crap going on. I think I was on a website recently where you can buy stock footage of that crash sequence. In other words, you can <laughs> yeah. buy, like, an AI, you can buy an AI file of it and, like, put it into, like, your things. I mentioned yeah. that here before on the Bobcast, I think. I know John claude yeah. Van Damme released a whole series of like shots of himself in front of a green screen, and like you can make a movie out of him if like you got the money or the time or whatever. Are you serious? But speaking uh, of time travel, let's go back just a few seconds ago. What track are we going to hear from? Last local heroes, ghosts don't bite.
back here on the Bobcast. First, let's just go back because we didn't get a chance to talk about this a few weeks ago. Your show with Mickey Avalon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, yeah, I gotta admit, I was like a little bit nervous going into that because that was one of the bigger, you know, I've never, um, really opened up for a touring national act like that. Um, he draws like a pretty decent crowd. Um, I think the biggest show I opened up before that was like Alcoholics and, uh, they didn't even end up showing up, you know, <laughs> like, and then there was another time I was supposed to open for Rugged Man, but the DJ, like I brought a thumb drive, but I was so stoned before the show I lost it. And then I had sent the DJ all the songs on SoundCloud, so or on a, over email. So I was like, "Oh, no worries, he'll probably have it on email." I get there, he's like, "No, I don't have internet, man." And like, he couldn't get fucking internet, so I had to bail out of that one. But I've never done a show as big as Mickey Avalon uh, up to that point. And I just basically, like, from the moment I got the word, which was a little under a week in advance. I just pretty much nonstop, you know, rehearsed, practiced, um, just did my thing, you know, it was like jogging, exercise and whatever. I was doing the whole, like, that's all I was focused on, you know, and it went over like real well. I mean, the show was, was great. Like the crowd loved it. There's like all types of people coming up to me after like, yo, that was awesome. Uh, whatever. But, you know, it was definitely slightly, you know, um, I mean, it, it's just a great experience just to be able to do something like that. Um, the promoter that put on that show uh, isn't like the other one around here. He kind of doesn't do the pay-to-play. He just picks people he likes, and I guess that's how I got the gig. Um, he nice. must have heard my song, Dead Guitars, and, you know, figured he wanted to put me on something, so. Yeah, Dead Guitars was a song that you uh, debuted on the social media network known as Lazarus. Um <laughs> big guitars you can listen to uh, down below here we'll attach uh, the SoundCloud stream but we're going to listen to a, a new song tonight right? yeah I got a new one with uh, my boy Meta P who I actually just moved in with um, living in his basement so that's all good it's fucking awesome so far and also Swan Nadi, who is like one of the most highly respected MCs in the state of Rhode Island um, has been for say well over a decade now and uh you know for whatever reason he's still you know down in the muck with the rest of us just trying to like scrape well, do whatever we can to um get something popping and he's just like you know basically like a legend to me but it's like somebody i just slap hands with and you know carry on and like he's anybody else but i mean to me it's like you're the fucking legend so um that was a blessing to have him on this and you know it was an older beat um, but a good one. So I kind of held on to it for about a year and a half. And the whole thing just kind of came together in bits and pieces over the last um, year or so until we were ready to release it. And uh, just did that last night. So, And we're going to hear it here live on the Bobcast. What's this track called, Hawk? Darker My Love featuring Meta P and Swan Naughty by Hawk. <laughs> Go 
coming soon to arm night Fire blade, not afraid, I counted with a strong strike Sing all this and that, quarterly sipping yet This ain't jeans like the war machine against Chrissy Mack We going tech for tech, listeners listen back Listen, read the dirty version, live and learn to live it back In my inner child, kids streaming, hitting smack My father figure is a big demon, killing wax Come on, on. Back here in the lounge, with you as always is Bob. I'd like to thank Hawk for sharing his music with us tonight as we move on in the chat game strong hour. My next guest, I recorded, I believe, last weekend. I invited him to a poker game at my friend Lord Ward's house. I didn't win any of the pots, no. I had some bad luck that night, some bad cards. And uh, truth be told, Jen Fulton, if you're listening to this, you are a card shark for somebody who doesn't know how to play poker. 
The friend that I invited was John Stewart. And for the Bobcast listeners out there, you know that John is a force of nature. He is just someone who literally rides with the wind. He's been a biker for a couple of years, and I hadn't seen him in a while because he got into a terrible accident down there on the bike trail in Philadelphia. So uh, this interview is uh, completely candid, recorded, I think, at 2 a.m. Let's take a listen to what happened to John and what type of inspiration he found in the world known as Sumner. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Bobcast, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest, a very special one, indeed. I was his co-worker at Ritz Camera in the year 2001. The year presently is 2015. My manager, John Stewart, returns to the lounge to talk to us about the last year of his life. John, how are you feeling tonight? Not doing too bad, Bob. So, John, can you fill the Bobcast listeners in what life has been like for you, you know, the last year? Well, I spent six months on disability. Got a little bracket in my shoulder. Well, let's talk about the whole accident from the get-go, John. Can you go over a brief synopsis of that day? I was on my way to work. A couple people in front of me were bouncing off of each other on the bike path. And I ran into one of them. <laughs> How fast were you going, John, when you ran into him? Maybe 20 miles an hour. 20 miles an hour. What kind of what kind of damage did that do to your body, John? Uh, I cracked my head open. I broke my clavicle. John, did you break your head first or the my clavicle? My hit the ground first, yeah. My distal clavicle broke real nicely. Let's chat about that. So, like, as you're flying off the bike, what type of pain are you feeling? Nothing is in flying off the bike because I hadn't hit the ground yet. And then when I hit the ground... What's going through your... <coughs> excuse me, what's going through your mind when you hit the ground? Here we go again. <laughs> so, here we go again for the Bobcast listeners out there. You also sustained an injury about what? How many months prior before this one? Oh, about two years ago. I broke the other clavicle in my pelvis. You want to tell the Bobcast listeners why you broke both clavicles? Because of what instrument do you ride? Oh, I ride a bicycle. And sometimes I hit the ground hard. So when you hit the ground hard like that, and these two people are on the road, what like what happened? Like, well, they were all upset, and they were screaming at me. They weren't happy that I ran into them. It was a very large woman. She was like a wall. Yeah. And they left you, right? Yeah, yeah. They they were pretty upset. So, well, I actually left them out. Yeah. So when you you jumped on you jumped on your bicycle and you drove home with how many injuries? That's enough of the speech enhancer. Did you drive from Philadelphia back to Contrahawken at 14th Avenue? Sticking out of my clavicle. Well, not sticking. You feel the bone sticking out of your skin, John? Yeah, it was cracked in half. So yeah, it was feeling. I could feel it. I held the bag up off my shoulder so it didn't press on it, and uh, I just kind of got rid of some of the blood on my head with my shirt. And I rode home, and I called the ambulance. Ambulance came to your house. Yeah, they were. uh, They were pretty quick. They got there quick. Yeah. You went to the hospital, and what did the first doctor say to you? Oh, they all asked me what I'm doing and whether I'm wearing a helmet. That's normally the first couple questions. Were you wearing a helmet, John? No, I wasn't wearing a helmet. I haven't. I don't really wear helmets. Dense. But you didn't injure your head. Oh, I did. I hit my head. I've hit my head every time, and it bleeds. And Have you had concussions, John? I don't think so. None that you know about, John. None that I know about, no. 
So you get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. What's the first doctor say to you? Like he evaluates. Well, I told that. He evaluates your 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 accident, like your injuries. Go yeah. over for the Bobcast listeners all the injuries you sustained recently on the bike path. Oh no, it wasn't bad the last time. It's just I had a few stitches in my head for the uh, the skin splitting and the, and I had the clavicle that was just snapped. So it wasn't too bad. Okay. The previous one where the pelvis broke and that was a little bit more. Talk about that. How did you break your pelvis? I was on my fixed gear and I was riding pretty quick. For the person that doesn't ride a bicycle, tell them what the fixed gear is. Well, it only has one speed and it's when you move you have to pedal and there's no stopping the pedals unless you stop your legs. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how you break the bike, how, meaning how you stop I do recall you were out front of my house one time going about 35 miles an hour around about a, a mile cubicle block, and you kept coming fast. Yeah, I was going pretty quick. That so you are... I used to ride too fast, and you can't stop real well when things happen, and you hit the ground. <laughs> so this doctor, he evaluates your injuries. Does he tell you he can help you, or does he offer you other advice? No, he told me to be patient. Just wait. And they would How long did you have to wait for, John? I waited three months, and then I got sick of listening to him, and uh, he said that in his 35 years of experience, he hadn't encountered an injury like mine, and I decided to seek some other assistance. (laughs) Yeah. So I got another doctor, and he knew what he was talking about, so he put the steel plate in and uh, nine screws. Nine screws you got right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So now that you're recovered from your injuries, tell the Bobcast listeners what type of pain you have with nine screws. Oh, it's not real painful unless you, it, it's tender to the touch. Other than that, I'm pretty solid. Talk about what that means, tender to the touch. If you pressure on my shoulder, uh, some of it's numb because the nerves are dead, and then the other portions are tender, meaning, you know, it's, if you press on it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. So, once you uh, sustain this injury, you were bedridden. Yeah, I and when you were bedridden, bed, I played this stupid video game which Bob wants me to. No, no, no. That, like, I don't, really right, don't well, think I'll it's stupid. Up, okay, yeah, you should retread because you were injured and you found <clears throat> something to keep your time busy with. Yeah, I found something that brought me peace while I was peace. In my, it's hard to achieve in this world. It is. So you find ways to manipulate your reality to make yourself feel comfortable. So let's talk about this Everybody comfortability has zone. ways of doing it. Some people watch sports. Some people watch television. You know, we have these chemicals released in our brain that bring us comfort, and everybody has a different way of having that little bag squeezed for them. So how do you squeeze your bag? What's your uh, game platform? Games, either drugs, alcohol, uh, stimulation through... Hanging out with family members that I love, engaging in sex with women, and finding... You know, all different types of ways. Anything brings you a sense of you know, stimulation. A sense of feeling alive. A sense of feeling alive, yeah. You know. So what does this game, what's the name of the game that you found that uh, makes you feel alive? The name, oh, well, it's not that it makes me feel alive, Bob. Um, it just provides me comfort. My head's always all over the place. It's very rattled. And it's tough to, uh, for me to focus on one thing. And that. So the game... Helps me calm down in the sense that I'm okay. paying attention to a bunch of different things. So what's the game that people can play? I know, you're getting at it. It's called Summoner's War. Talk about the game. It's just a game that 
Give me a synopsis. What's the summary of this game? You have these characters that you build up their attributes. What's the characters, John? What do you mean, what's the character? Who are these characters that you have in your entourage? <laughs> They're like cartoon characters that you know, have special powers. Each of them have different special powers, and you fight others with special powers. And, mm -hmm. You know, you try to get the best ones, and you figure out little strategies of how one will work better to kill another, and you fight other people in the world. Ten million people playing. Ten million. Yeah. Talk about the top tier. Guild. Well, now nah, the top tier. There's a lot of people that have just spent twenty to thirty thousand dollars on characters for this game. I spent about three grand, which is absurd, but uh, I've gotten a fair collection. But they, you know, they're they're a, a significant advantage when they have that type of money and they can get whatever they want. But there are people all over the planet, uh, so it's kind of neat. What server are you currently on? Oh, I'm on the Asian server. Talk about that. Well, the Asians are more competitive. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why is that? Well, they have a lot of money and they, I don't know, for whatever reason, have enough time to work on the character development that uh, the global server didn't have. Provides, right? There's a decent amount, but the, the new, That's statistically speaking, there's more. What's the most money one could spend on this game? Oh, you could spend an infinite amount of money. Really? There's no, there's no limit to it. So, what's the number one top tier position? What's the guy's name? Uh, I forget what the hell the name is. We can edit it out. Go ahead, for time, pull out your phone. We want to know that here on the Bobcast. Who's the top tier on the... Summoner's Wars. Am I saying that correct? Summoner's War. Not Wars? Summoner's Hang on, War. I'm in the middle of a battle and I, I forgot to... Well, well, let's talk about like what you're in the middle of your... Put the volume up so everybody can hear it here on the Bobcast. Let's hear the sounds of this game. So uh, walk us through what's going on right now. Well, I wasn't playing the game. I just put it on auto and I died. <laughs> All right, well, keep going. Let's get a live feed of like what John Stewart does here in this game. Battle somebody. We're logging in. What's the name of the world we're playing at, John? The name of the world? Yeah, we're, where are we in this game? There's not a world, Bob. What map? It's my little world with my island. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Is that what you wanted, Bob? I wanted something, but we got a little <laughs> bit there, right? Look at all these characters this guy's got. I'm looking at the screen. It looks like about three thousand dollars worth of uh <laughs> like tokens we got here. Oh, it's a bit absurd. Looks like we're playing a game. It is it is absurd. It's a very large screen iPod. Uh, uh, it's a point three inch Samsung Galaxy Mega. Uh, yeah, Talk about that again. So, like, when you got this game, like, you know, did you first have the screen or did you buy the screen because you were injured? No, and I had an play? iPhone for years and then I just yeah. wanted a bigger, bigger screen yeah. to uh, look at to play the games while I was in bed. What kind of I, advantage do you get playing the game on a screen like that? Uh, any advantage other than aesthetic. Aesthetic. I like it here on the Bobcast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's 
sound of the police. Uh, why don't you uh, pop the volume up in there and we can see what kind of world you're building. Here we are. John seems to be at some sort of game scroll screen. He's going through multiple types of different options. So the number one, I can't read. See, they're all... The number one through five are all an Asian character. So what's the number one guy's name? I don't know. I can't read it. Can you you can't read? Well, let's say yeah. Uh, actually, can... that stands for Joust. <laughs> no, I can't read it, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, that's definitely in... Uh, uh, maybe Cantonese? I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. And he's typically in the top three, as is Dr. LOL Licious. He's in the Dr. Uh, LOL Licious. LOL Here yeah. on the Bobcast. Yeah. And Seven Wings is normally up there. A few of these guys. Better heart. Talk but. more about, like, like, what do you think, like, most people around the world are feeling when they play this game? What, what are they trying to get out of this game? Talk to the people around the world. What the, what do you get out of this? Well, this is basically what it is. We live in a consumerist culture, and we all, well, not all of us, but a good portion of us, of society, that is, derives a serious sense of satisfaction through the accumulation of things. So they have these games that you can uh, acquire non-intangible characters in and then battle against other people so it provides you with a sense of acquiring what through the purchasing and then a sense of achievement through battling other people in the world that you are not normally getting in your life when you're living as a cog in the machine in our uh, current uh, society it's true uh, how so do you feel that's what i'm doing and then i just suspend my disbelief so that I don't think about any of the things that I just mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. So that I can still derive some sense of satisfaction from doing it. Uh, but when you're self-aware and you realize it, it just derive, it just drains all satisfaction from it. The more aware one becomes of the state in which we reside, it oftentimes gets less desirable. Why don't you talk about that a little bit more? Why don't you talk about what it's like? In the Matrix. Well, no, Bob. I've never been in the Matrix. I wish I was there. <laughs> it sounds like we could just take ourselves there. I feel as if I was there maybe when I was a kid and we were playing games in the arcade at the Plymouth Meeting Mall. The fatalities, the Mortal Kombat. I mean, metaphorically, metaphorically speaking, the Matrix is the reality in which we're all residing. We have this chemical in our brain, that the DMT, that a lot of people take. And that's the... That's the uh, have you ever taken that? I tried. It didn't work for me. Yeah? Yeah. But it's the chemical in our brain that causes the schizophrenic state, which is our perception of reality. Why didn't it work for you? Uh, I was on antidepressants at the time. Got it. But yeah, that, that... Our state of being, which, which allows us to... Uh, Maintain our sanity in this chaotic existence is this uh, DMT substance. Be wild. Yeah, I've read about it. I've never taken it here on the bomb. No, I've heard a lot of stuff about it. And you know, Bobcast. We're here on Bobcast and we're talking about all types of weird shit. Bob's got an Alien X uh, picture on his wall. That's true. You can describe the rest of this lounge for the Bobcast listeners. He has some drums in here. There's a guitar. It's a, it's it's his bass. You know. It's a little slippery because Bob does love to make love to that thing. 
That's true. Some hand-drawn pictures all over the Jokers. <laughs> it is a dark, mysterious lounge it's a dark, of imagination. Lounge and there's a star on the ceiling, and that's all the light in the room. That's right. That's and all we got. A statue in the room of wearing the gas mask. <laughs> it's very it is true. Yeah. Well, we like to be strange. Yeah. We, we like to be different here. Has dispensers. True. Yeah. And pictures. Those are from the eighties. We a, don't digress. Uh, Michael Myers with a red face behind me, ready to slash my throat. And some of Bob's man, uh, man crushes are on posters throughout the room. Uh, I won't share them because I know that might be private for him. That's okay. We have Rambo. We have Doctor Timothy Leary. We have my great 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 uncle. And a couple other drawings that we have no idea who the people are, but we do have Alien X here in the Bobcast Lounge. Let's take a listen to the hit song from Pacadal called Mela Minana. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Lay it all on the line, I just met you. Can't forget you got a feeling it's the real deal, baby, it's cool. Obsessed with your excess sexiness. Playful like a little kitten on the internet And I'm smitten with your little off exit bed And your golden locks smile so radiant The sun is envious I like it a lot That hottie over there, you stole my heart Infatuated something crazy with the swag you got I think about you every second that we spend apart And we ain't even talk, I got a crush on ya Orange soda, quench my thirst Let me get to know you Got a whole new world that I want to show you. Lost in your eyes to manana, baby Drive me crazy, manana, baby Come to my sense, manana, baby John Stewart, John, uh, as uh, we close out this Bobcast, any, uh, you know, any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts to the <clears throat> listeners out there about 
I may sound like a rambling idiot sometimes. <sighs> but what? I just enjoy that everyone listens. <laughs> they do. So what do you want to say to them? Thanks for listening. Good night and good luck. This has been another episode of Bobcast. Bob.